Ivan, and welcome, friends, to episode six of the Lord of the Wrongs podcast, the only Tolkien podcast the professor himself would dismiss as juvenile and crass. My name is Dan Zerby, and I'm here with my co-host and good friend, Sean Kelly. And together, we will be discussing discussing the writings, adaptations, news, games, anything else that has to do with J.R.R. Tolkien's uh, Legendarium in a way we are quite certain he would not approve of. What's going on, Sean? Is your how's your voice doing? It's uh, <laughs> these pipes have never been better, Zerb. I've been <laughs> sick and allergied up. I, it's you know, uh, the allergies are crazy right now. Yeah, the keen eared could probably tell that I have been experiencing allergies in the <laughs> last few episodes, but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is this has just been getting rough uh Uh, yeah we're 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 uh, approaching the most pollenist time of uh, of, uh, mid to late spring and i should probably um just dial back on my hobby of uh uh, casual bushwhacking during this time yeah you mean what i'll be doing later today (laughs) well yeah you're literally gonna be weed whacking but i'm just gonna gonna, go into the woods and just hit trees and bushes that i don't need to and just stir up some trouble and then take deep breaths through your nose basically (laughs) just anything i'm trying to train my body to not be so weak anymore but it doesn't seem to be working yeah i i wish i could remember the name of the comedian but there was a uh, comic i saw on instagram that had a joke about how uh allard he went to england during the springtime but he didn't experience any uh, seasonal allergies and uh, his conclusion was that allergies are uh, the punishment for white people being where they don't belong. <laughs> and I will say, being here in Connecticut in, uh, in in spring can make you feel like you definitely don't belong here. <laughs> it does. It does feel that way sometimes. Yeah. 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 Uh, it can be pretty brutal. You know what uh, people who live in the British colonies have that uh, is almost <laughs> as bad as allergies? Oh, what's that, Sean? spiders do you like spiders i actually i i I do like spiders i think they're really cool um i almost always will try to if i see them indoors i almost always try to put them outside although i admit um if they're of a certain size and i'm in a certain type of mood i will Uh, flush them down the toilet i i agree there's a there's (laughs) you uh, still creep me out i'm still human yeah there's a certain size um, I was saying uh, the way I phrased that was to uh, it sort of include Australia and um, oh god, yeah, any spider that lives over there that's bigger than the palm of your hand can just it's just allowed to um, you know like leave our Earth and go to a different planet and evolve <laughs> and create its own civilization. I'm fine with that, but yeah, as long that's... As it's not here. Yeah, I mean they yeah spiders of a certain size they. They just give you the willies. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that in just a moment. But first, we've got to, uh, we've got to don our dunce caps. Yes. And, and uh, uh, go, go over and sit in corrections corner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah correctional I, uh, corner almost at this point. <laughs> yeah. Our fan favorite reoccurring segment. <laughs> Correction corner. Uh, yeah, so last week uh, I ended the episode with a Tolkien fun fact that he had a passion for uh, making lamps. And I'll be honest with you guys, I'm not going to come up with any excuse. I just made it up on the spot. I felt trapped. I wasn't prepared. Zerby. I know. I literally looked at the lamp on my desk and went, he likes lamp. <laughs> like in Anchorman. Yeah. Your, your, uh, moth, uh, your moth brain was taking over at the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I got a head full of broken marbles, and that's what it came up with. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Tolkien, I, I just made it up. I mean, I suppose it's possible. Uh, I don't believe any of his biographers ever mentioned anything about having a passion for making lamps. Yeah, one but, uh, way or the other. So, you know, yeah, in a uh, vacuum, if they don't say he didn't like lamps. he Yeah, I mean, Schrodinger's lamp says that... <laughs> Tolkien <laughs> liked to make lamps unless we know for a fact that he didn't, which we don't know. We so, don't know. So, yeah. yeah. I don't believe that one open 
to interpretation. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of his letters said anything against the lamp making. So therefore, it's possible. Yeah, I also had a bit of a uh, blunder. Um, I did mention that he gets high on the weekends. Uh, once again, don't know for sure one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but we do know it, it was not likely. Our sources say it wasn't marijuana and it was more likely to be uh, opium or. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's also, I'm just going to, I'm going to dial that one back right now while we're still in the corner. Yeah. Uh, I just uh, had my knuckles wrapped uh, with a yardstick <laughs> for. Yeah. Uh, we'll, submitting we'll another incorrect yeah maybe we should just quit while we're behind <laughs> yeah well for now you know yeah. we'll see what happens at the end of the episode but uh <laughs> yeah. yes he 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 didn't do that from, yeah. from yeah. all the sources i've seen and uh just from having some idea of what the guy was like yeah it, yeah not 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 bloody likely <laughs> <laughs> So back to spiders. Sir. I was going to say you said something about spiders earlier. Yeah, um, it, we were we were talking about how spiders of a certain size just start to get. I don't know. I yeah. think everybody's got a different spot on the scale. For some, it's literally any size, so it's a very yeah small for sure because yeah one okay. of my yeah one of my good friends and former former roommates. I terrified him with a uh, just a hair tie once. Sent him flying across the. Uh, across the room because i told him it was a spider <laughs> <laughs> well that's cruel but <laughs> it's okay he'll never listen to this podcast <laughs> oh well it's hilarious too don't worry uh yeah there for me it's probably around the size of a wolf spider i've had a bad experience uh, which is i don't know a <laughs> couple me. inches across uh yeah yeah that 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 size is where you start getting the heebie-jeebies especially when you find them indoors i don't know what it is about seeing a spider indoors that makes it infinitely more not where it belongs belongs like, out yeah in you don't belong here as creatures this is specifically this place was specifically made to keep things like you out and i don't like that you're in here <laughs> you're in my yeah. space and now i feel trapped yeah, if you're yeah, outdoors, so, you can run in the opposite direction if you're indoors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where There's room to retreat. But uh, it, I think yeah. the other issue is if you lose a spider outdoors, it could be literally anywhere on Earth. If you lose a yeah. spider in your house, it could be anywhere in your house. And that's a very different, <laughs> that's a big distinction there. Probably hiding under our listeners' pillows right now. All right. Well, that's, I'm sure they'll appreciate that, Zerb. <laughs> yeah. Well, but yeah, so that's, that's about two inches, right? That becomes, starts to become an issue. Uh, yeah. Agreed. Especially what about like 15 yeah. feet across? <laughs> Actually, at this point, at that point, I don't think I would feel the same kind of, uh, Again, I, I love the word the willies for it because it really it, it's descriptive, even though yeah. it's kind of a silly word. At that point, though, 15 feet, I don't I think that's just sheer terror. Yeah, I was going to say it's not like it, it's where no you can shake it off. That's a uh, that's a pants crapping. <laughs> yeah. Holy God, freeze up or flee immediately type of uh, size of a spider. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what we're dealing with today. Uh, it sure is. We're going to talk about spiders in Middle Earth. We got Shelob and Goliath and some eight-legged freaks. Uh, yeah. So Great we... underrated film, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did like it. I it's... I know you're a weirdly big fan. I, um, I, I love those. I love that kind of schlocky, goofy sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's I mean, it's the right kind of bad. Um, yeah, it's the yeah, it's the perfect kind of bad movie. Anyway, yeah. So we all, I I don't think many of us will know what uh, or who Uncle Leon was, but we have all, uh, at least hopefully, heard of Shelob. And yes, Shelob is. Um, I mean, we don't. I guess we don't know if she's a direct like daughter. Or yeah, the, a descendant of yeah, Ungoliant. The, the text tells us it was that she was a child of Ungoliant. Now, whether that's a direct child or 
just a descendant of uh, yeah it seems i think that's open to interpretation yeah it seems sort of like uh a you know the the children of a vampire are sort of his his right brood, yeah uh, yeah and not it's, not necessarily a, it's not a birthing yeah exactly it's a, a direct uh, yeah but uh yeah Shelob has still been around for a long time. Do we know how old she is approximately? I mean, I think we can sort I don't of think we know for sure. Uh, but we, we can yeah. speculate that she's been around since probably the first age. If she is a direct, uh, descendant, yeah. uh, or a yeah. direct child. Um, because spoilers to even our episode later on does, uh, die or disappear in the first stage. Yeah, it's true. So it'd be a few thousand years old at least. Uh yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's a safe uh yeah, I think that's a safe safe bet that she's a few thousand years old. Yeah, and she's um she's big and gross and scary. <laughs> she really is. And her home is of course uh below uh Kirith Ungle, which is uh Cinderin, I believe, for uh Pass of the Spider which you might remember from uh, from Lord of the Rings. It's where Sam, uh, or Gollum, leads Sam and Frodo past uh, Minas Morgul and up the stairs of Kirith Ungol. And that's where they encounter Shelob. And you might recognize the word Ungol from another Ungoliant. word for a spider, Ungoliant. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's, I mean, spider. <laughs> I mean, spider. That's yeah, it seems self-explanatory now. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, Ungoliant's name means dark spider in Cinderin. Um, but yeah, Kirith Ungol is, is also Cinderin for past the spider. There you go. Yeah, and I mean, we don't really know much about Shelob that isn't sort of just covered in Lord of the Rings, right? right. I mean, she just... We know she's lived there for a while, yeah, that she has this uh, more or less deal with Sauron to, you know, he'll feed her while she will guard that pass. That is an important uh, distinction to make, I think, yeah. with her and with the Balrog as well. Um, Indeed. Those are so in Lord of the Rings, Sauron does have command all of the orcs and goblins and such uh i think he sort of has command over wargs and yeah the other yeah yeah the wolves are are a little tough because tolkien seems to regularly make a distinction between like evil wolves the wargs and but but we don't really hear about regular wolves that often so um, it's it's hard to say for sure if all wolves are we can maybe cover that in another episode yes yeah we can catchphrase (laughs) uh yeah yeah if you listen to uh the last episode we 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 came up with a lot of ideas but uh going i think (laughs) the yeah so he doesn't directly command uh especially the balrog is sort of on the same level of power as he is Uh, probably not as powerful a maya but he is also a maya uh um, yeah uh and he is yeah just like just like Sauron that Balrog was a uh a servant of of Morgoth of Melkor so uh yeah, Sauron was they, always his right hand guy though so yeah he was his I, lieutenant I, yeah the 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 Balrogs uh I think yeah it's safe to say are not nearly as powerful as as Sauron but yeah they were just sort of the um the uh elite soldiers almost of him but uh yeah they were the bodyguards of morgoth yeah melkor's bodyguards yeah but uh they they actually come in later so yeah they (laughs) they don't um they don't really take orders from him but they sort of uh evil's all sort of drawn to each other in itself in tolkien so yeah yeah so yeah, Sauron has like a deal with Ungoliant. I think that's uh, either explicitly said or explicitly implied. And Shelob, right? <laughs> oh, excuse me. I meant Shelob. Yeah, no, yeah he Sauron. has a deal with both of them at the end of the day, but uh, he doesn't really command. Uh, or sorry, Morgoth has a, a deal with Ungoliant, yeah. and right. Sauron and has Sauron. one with Shelob. But um, yes, 
she just kind of does what she wants and he's like hey you can right. live here and basically kind of be my not a pet but my friend and yeah it's like you guard the yeah again you guard the pass of kirith angle and i'll spare um, a couple orcs for you to yeah you can take as many on. orcs as you want and i will send my prisoners as well to you to eat she's always hungry yeah so speaking of always hungry um and it's a weird transition, but <laughs> I feel attacked. Is this going to yeah. be an attack on me? <laughs> no. Uh, the The nature of these giant spiders, it's yeah. kind of they're not really uh, they're flesh and blood creatures, but they're more of a manifestation. Wouldn't you right. say? Yeah, I think it's it's not quite the same thing because we don't think the spirits that inhabit these uh, spider shapes are maya so i yeah, hesitate I, to i would i would make think this comparison because maya maya are like sort of the level of angels right so like right the devil would be a maya in our in uh the christian right. mythos but say like a, a lesser demon sort of uh right you know, torment yeah. or evil spirit i kind of see yeah that kind as... of like an evil spirit i think is the best but uh, there are yeah. a number of uh like sort of little baddie evil creatures that are um you know, right. still threatening and, and powerful compared to your average yeah, joe of course yeah but, um, <laughs> for your average fellow just uh, yeah. hanging around the mountains of shadow <laughs> i wouldn't want to walk into a cave and meet shelob face to face that's for certain but no. she's not on the same level as uh even on Goliath, but uh, of uh, oh, yeah. Y.R. Oh. Um, um, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's hard to say. It's a little. It, this is another one of those places where we don't have a solid answer, as far as I know. Uh, perhaps a actual Tolkien scholar would have a, <laughs> a better <laughs> way of explaining this. Yeah, uh, but, but as far as I, I can tell, have... it's, it's not an explicit answer. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think they, they have are. a definitive answer themselves. Yeah, we either. can't say, yeah, we're, I don't think we're given that yet. Definitely they are these uh, kind of evil spirits or malicious spirits or I think, uh, we don't, we don't have specific answers. Oh, so, you know what? There's something we haven't really talked about and that's um, the frame narrative. Of yeah, we really haven't at all, actually. I think that's something that would be good to touch on at least briefly. So frame uh, yeah. narrative is basically the way that, a, uh, or the point of view that a story is being told from, or like uh, it's like uh, in yeah. a story, who's telling this story. Right. You know, so it's, like uh, in off- the princess bride, uh, yeah. the grandpa is telling the story for like reading the story from a book. And that's the frame narrative yeah. for this movie. Yeah. For the film. It's actually a different the, frame narrative in the book for princess bride, which is way more complicated, but <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I've never read it. So I, I, I knew it was different, but I didn't want to, I do recommend it, it though. It's the, the book and the movie are both uh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. They, um, uh, this is just gonna we're gonna talk yeah, about we, um we're gonna talk about and make fun of tolkien but we're just gonna be promoting the princess bride this whole time so <laughs> yeah. which uh, honestly mean, seems accurate <laughs> i mean it's so good it's so good yeah. but uh so the stories in tolkien uh are basically all so i believe the silmarillion is told from the point of view of elves but is it men that are well, recording it. So the whole frame narrative exactly, I think everything that's written about Middle Earth, my understanding is that anybody who hears this and, and wants to correct this, uh, you can send us an email at Lord of the Wrongs Podcast at gmail.com. Uh but my nice understanding story. is that the real frame narrative is like everything that was published is like part of the red book of Westmarch. Yeah. So it's Bilbo and Frodo's accounts and translations. I think mostly Bilbo's translations. And then Tolkien found the Red Book and translated it into modern English. Yeah. That's... I think that's my understanding. If I'm, But I think he also... Didn't the Red Book end up in the hands of men eventually? 
I don't know. There's something like this. So basically, it may end up in Gondor or something like that. Most yeah, of sure. the uh, stories are all told by, especially the older ones, by elves. Right. Yeah. So it's basically the elves' knowledge of how something happened. Uh, yeah. And, this is all lore that would have been stored either in Minas Tirith or in Rivendell. And uh, sort of passed down. Uh, by yeah. word of mouth or by other books or whatever. Yeah. And then I mean, they did have writing in the middle earth. Yeah. The elves are, can write. So they probably do have plenty of actual uh, writings uh, on. Yeah. yeah. It's a sort of brilliant um, way to not have to answer every single question about everything. And you could just say, yeah, well, so you know what? they just didn't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If there's like a, um, I mean, there's plenty of times in the various versions of what Tolkien wrote that there are, um, I can't think of any examples, but I'm sure there's even like published parts that are somewhat contradictory or at least um, kind of don't make perfect sense. And it, it works because you can just, the frame narrative gives you that excuse and like, oh, these elves. Yeah, they uh, just remembered they, they, it differently, or whatever. Yeah, they remembered it differently, or you know, they heard it secondhand. Or, or this part you know, was these are all men. translations with maybe it was just colorful language, you know, stuff like that. So there's uh, lots of reasons why there might be, uh, you know, inconsistencies and stuff because there's inconsistencies in accounts of real history too. Oh, you funny. know, point of view and who was there and who how they heard about it. I mean, it's all, you know. So it works. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's why uh, we don't know. Like, it, you know, we're not going to know the whole history of Shelob because, I mean, she's a spider that's been creeping yeah. around in caves for right. Most people come across her thousands die. of years. Yeah. There's yeah, there not like... <laughs> aren't many to tell the tale. Yeah, like people like certainly the orcs know about her and everything and fear her. Uh, but yeah, no one really knows. No one's we don't got have to... too many orcish accounts. Yeah, certainly. there's no, no, definitely not. Yeah, there, there are very <laughs> orcs aren't aren't much for writing. Uh, no. But yeah, no, she doesn't let people in. It's hard to get to know her. She's got these walls up. <laughs> you know, I can fix her, Serbi. Oh my I, god! <laughs> no, there's a what's the Sean the toxic? A, stop it. There's a video game that. Uh, <laughs> ends up personifying her as like a, a like a beautiful oh, Meyer yeah. spirit woman. Is, what is, oh, is that is Shadow that, of Mortar? Yeah, the second they make Shadow her like a Mortar sexy game. witch spider lady. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you know that game yeah. was pretty fun, but I mean, my goodness, they took some liberties. Yeah, yeah they, that much. Yeah. Yeah, did we talk about we might have talked about this already i can't remember no i don't think we've touched on video games at all they're um you know what i think it was in the episode we recorded and got messed up the lost episode <laughs> yes the the fabled lost episode that um yeah. shouldn't see the light of day anyway it was rough yeah but, uh, yeah it was bad it was and it was just a tang, it just became a tangle of audio <laughs> that was mismatched <laughs> uh but the yeah the she's she's a spider folks she's just a spider yeah, or a monstrous thing in spider form because yeah. she's not exactly a spider because she has a she has a stinger on her rear abdomen. end. Yeah, yeah, which is not how, how spiders, spiders are. Spiders yeah, <laughs> so she's obviously not a real spider, but she's in a very spider-like form. She's a we can we can say spider for effect. Yeah, I mean it's. Yeah. I mean she yeah. is. She is she, a. That's spider. what it looks like. Yeah, that's what she looks like. Yeah, she's like a Gandalf is a wizard, right? <laughs> yeah, like he's yeah. you know he's not always a wizard. He's just taken wizard form, right? But, yeah, uh, that, yeah. That's what I, I was going to say that earlier. Yeah, I was I was nervous that people would think that we're saying that she love is a Maya, which I yeah, yeah. like I said, I can't say it's that. a yeah different level, but um, yeah, overall, yeah. You know, she's just a scary character that um, it's a, that whole section is another one of those sections that uh, Tolkien just shows oh, yeah. his uh, ability to write creepy. Oh, yeah. Uh, passages. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's really cool. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
so, so that's with, yeah that's shelob yeah. i mean we we know what happens she fights with frodo she stings frodo and paralyzes him wraps him up he gets taken off to the tower sam fights with her and uh stabs her in the belly and she runs off we yeah. don't know for sure if she dies like no, that I, I think it says that no one knows for sure <laughs> i think it might say in the text no one knows for sure what happened to her weirdly a spoiler alert again or... but the same fate as her mother or you know grandma or whatever possibly uh, yeah yeah uh well i guess same in the level of indeterminate fate uh yeah yeah but uh i've got a bit of a uh i, well, I guess it's a new segment now um so tolkien right. was famously uh against the i mean really the concept and use of allegory yeah despite um if you've read uh, <laughs> Leaf by Niggle, which is definitely an allegory that he wrote. <laughs> but it's the only one, to be fair. Yeah, and I, I mean, that one's also sort of ridiculous as well. But he uh, yeah. he, he detested the idea that his work was... His legendarium work, yeah. Yes, was uh, interpreted as a an allegory for, you know, say people will say that, like, oh, this is just... A story about World War One and his experience, yeah. or and, World War, or World War Two, or you know, yeah, whatever it may be. Sauron is Hitler. You know, people yeah. have been saying this stuff for a long time that orcs are Nazis. But he uh, just fully he, disavows all that. Yeah, I mean, in in the prologue of most copies of Lord of the Rings that you get, or like, um, I guess more the introduction because the prologue is concerning hobbits and such. Um, but the introduction, he. He he says explicitly, this is not an allegory, and I don't like allegory. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why we've decided to come up with our own interpretations of what allegories he might have been working with here. <laughs> yeah, because that's what we do here at yeah, the Lord I, of the Wrongs I, I don't podcast. know if I believe him. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I know he said that, but he said lots of things. So, so this, is, uh, this is the segment I'd like to call Alleged Allegory. And, yeah. uh, yeah, oh, I is, should have had a sound effect ready for that, right? We don't have a... There you go. Yeah, okay, well, that's <laughs> that'll do for now. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's yeah, no, it's better than nothing. We'll figure out something to post. We'll put it in post. <laughs> put it in post. We won't. Uh, no, we won't. <laughs> and so I would like to posit that uh, you know, Tolkien's a professor. But was and he he probably had to deal with a lot of uh instances of crunch time you know he's got a oh, lot yeah, of papers sure. to grade gotta... yeah he's also giving publish. out a lot of uh assignments that are due yeah. at a certain time i would Absolutely. like to posit the idea that shelob represents the concept of the due date the <laughs> what you know an upcoming deadlines yeah. deadline yeah sure. and you know it's something that as a professor he would have feared constantly and, i don't know i think i thought <laughs> from his publishers ex- yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> publishers which he was constantly i mean that was probably one of his biggest probably not fears because he just kept pushing it back for literally <laughs> years yeah be like i'm still working on the sequel to the hobbit leave me alone <laughs> yeah but uh yeah i mean he it Think about it. It's, it's sort of um, like death in a way. Is, is like their due date was was up, you know? Right. Like, you know, we've got to we've got to get to Mount Doom. We got to do it by a certain time, or else where our quest will have failed. Yeah, and we'll get an F from Galadriel, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think. Um, when they finally, when they finally uh, defeat Shelob, you know, I feel like Frodo succumbs to the due date and the stress, and then Sam <laughs> conquers it by, I think, probably just by punching the teacher back. in the face and telling them that he'll give him the assignment when it's due. It's like I'll get it to you when I get it to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just keeps pushing that due date back. <laughs> yeah. So I think. Um, I think this is just a story of how procrastination sort of wins the day. Yeah. And that's why I'm so in love with this uh, allegory. This, I this allegory that Tolkien definitely did. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, just in this section. And uh, yeah, because I, I, you know, if I, if I can have somebody in a story to champion me putting something off, I will gladly, <laughs> will gladly take that any day of the week. That's why Sam is the real hero of the story. Yes, <laughs> because... he, he pushes off deadlines. I mean, spiders. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, that's a, yeah, that's our first dry run into uh, exploring <laughs> the many allegories in in Tolkien's work. Yeah. Because we don't believe him when he says that he what <laughs> allegories. <laughs> I, I believe him about basically everything else, but that yeah. uh, I don't know. All things know. about World War Two. Yeah, tell, that's try definitely to what it otherwise. is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, Aragorn's Winston Churchill. Don't don't lie to me and say he's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, uh that let's not <laughs> let's I'm, not get just, any further. I'm just that. imagining how furious that statement would have made the professor. Oh my <laughs> god. Like, yeah. No, no, he's not. Why would you say that, you idiot? <laughs> yeah, and that's that's why we're here. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're here. That, so yeah. we're I, also we here ahead of the episode, top of the episode. He <laughs> the professor would not approve of what we're doing. It's stupider than what he would be doing. <laughs> Well, yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. why uh yeah, that's why we're here. So, we're yeah. also here to talk about a Goliath in this uh, specific yeah. case. So, the do you want to spider? You sure. want to talk about the the biggest spider with a question mark of all time <laughs> yeah i would be happy to so as i mentioned earlier ungoliant in Sindarin means dark spider and uh and if you're for for the for the elvish nerds out there who want to know uh in quenya it's uh Ung, liante which still means dark spider it's just the quenya she's yeah, also known it's... as the sorry go ahead yeah no i, I well quenya is just even more complicated than Elvish itself, but it really is beautiful yeah. to hear. Oh yeah. I, I mean, get this, the philologist who made up his own con lang was good at making up a pretty <laughs> sounding language. Uh, yeah. yeah. Heavily inspired by Welsh is my understanding. Yeah. Um, anyway, we'll Ungolian. Yeah. Ungolian is also known as the gloom weaver, which is just such a cool, if there's not a metal band out there called gloom weaver, come on. What are you guys doing? Yeah, I mean, you, you've <laughs> got that one ready to teed up for I you. I mean, it's badass. Anyway, so uh, Ungolian uh, teams up with Melkor uh, to just screw things up for everybody else. Um, as we mentioned in the previous episode about the two trees, uh, Ungolian uh, drinks them. Uh, Melkor and Ungoliant come to Valinor. Weird way to eat a tree, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so what happens is they come over the hills of Valinor to the trees, and Melkor stabs both of them with his spear, and she just slurps up all of the sap that flows like blood, <laughs> um, which is also just light as well. It's it's weird. <laughs> it's gooey light coming yeah, out of the trees, I guess. Hard to uh so yeah she sure, but... yeah she just slurps it all up she loves it and while this is not something we're gonna do very often i think on the podcast there's a sh- short sentence here um about how badass and terrifying ungoliant is uh from the silmarillion that i am going to read right now so like i said uh melkor stabs the trees with his spear ungoliant drinks it up and then and still she thirsted and going to the wells of varda she drank them dry but Ungoliant belched forth black vapors as she drank and swelled to a shape so vast and hideous that Melkor was afraid. Yeah, there's a lot of gravity in in Yeah, some great alliteration, and uh, I just love that passage. I think it's so cool. I just wanted an excuse to read it. it. Um, But but basically anything involving Melkor and Ungoliant is just metal as hell. It's so metal. (laughs) There are multiple i know metal bands that have based a lot of stuff on uh tolkien because oh yeah there's a lot there yeah um, the, the, i mean a giant spider that belches black smoke is just, yeah, just black 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 vapor just darkness it hurts she, she admits darkness 
Yeah. Um, and that's part of how she protected Melkor from the other Valar is with this, like, she produces, yeah, this impenetrable yeah, magical darkness. darkness. Yeah. Yeah. So they can't, so they can't see them. Um, so Morgoth, in exchange for her help to, you know, screw everything up, she, he basically promises her anything, any, anything you want, you, you can have. Um, however, but I a... won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if that is um, give you the silver giving her the Silmarils, <laughs> yeah, being the tricksy double-crossing sort, uh, <laughs> he withholds the Silmarils. Now we mentioned the Silmarils in the last episode, and we will do a whole episode on it because there's so much there. But a brief overview of the Silmarils: they are three jewels made by Feanor, the greatest craftsman in the history of, uh, in the history of Arda. Also the, the biggest dick in the history of Arda, or at least the we biggest dick who's, a, who's an elf. Yeah. Uh, and he creates them and, uh, they, they hold the last light of, uh, the two trees of Valinor in them and everybody wants them. And, uh, they cause they a lot of they, trouble. Yeah. They cause a lot of problems. They cause a lot but, of trouble. And, but that's not, that's all we need to say on those for now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were basically the most beautiful and valuable things. Yeah. Uh, probably Every, ever ev- made. in Arda. Yes. Everybody wants them. Everybody and wants them. Especially Morgoth who covets them. And so yes. that's why he, the only thing he refuses to give Uncoleon is, is the silver. Yeah. After he steals them, yeah. But she obviously um, wants them because she is always just, hungry, <laughs> un unendingly hungry. Uh, yeah, and she has. They a, have the last light of the three water. or two trees. Yeah, the three jewels have the last light of the two trees. Yeah, yes. <laughs> other way around. Um, so uh, as Morgoth says, like, no, I'm not giving it to you. Uh, she becomes really pissed off. She becomes furious, and. Um, basically threatening to eat Melkor and, and, and devour him. And uh, fortunately, he calls in uh, his bodyguards, the Balrogs. Yeah. And uh, they, uh, they protect him while, with their whips and lashes and swords and stuff uh, while, he, while, while Melkor books it. It's like, you guys distract her. I'll run away. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. imagine... Uh... I mean, even imagine from the the movie Balrog, if you had like yeah. seven of those and they were all attacking this one spider and couldn't kill her, they could just hold her off. Long yeah, they're just holding her off. So Melkor, the most away. powerful being that's ever lived on Arda can escape. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or he's running know, from her. Powerful. Uh, I think she just, after eating those you know, crazy powerful trees and all that light, she'd probably just gotten power beyond uh control. Uh, uh yeah. I mean again, yeah, a size so 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 huge and horrible that Melkor's terrified of her. And she's really uh, good at eating stuff. So yeah. He doesn't want to be put on the menu for that day. Uh, no, no he does not. <laughs> yeah, no one wants to get eaten by a giant spider. <laughs> Not even, not even the biggest bad wants to get eaten by the giant spider. Um, so, what happens to Ungoliant? Hard to we say. We don't know. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's just another one of those things that it, yeah, it is just left up to interpretation and just left open because yeah, you know, the on. elves don't know. Uh, yeah, they don't know. Um, there are. It is supposed, uh, without being confirmed that she uh actually consumed herself after uh eating as much as so she could hungry. she's just so hungry that she actually eats herself to death um which is pretty awesome again yeah. write a metal song about that if there was not one already i'm sure there is <laughs> yeah consuming so much light that you yeah. just consume yourself is pretty hardcore uh it really 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 is um and that's yeah, so we don't know for sure. I uh, I like to think that when the world ends and Melkor comes back, Ungoliant will probably come back as well. But who knows? Yeah, and just be there to. I mean, if we have the the world the world eating snake right in Norse mythology, 
Right. Yeah. I, I sort of see her as a, what is it? Is it Yorgamander? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. I think she's sort of a parallel to for that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I she, think that's a good insight. Agreed. I think you're probably right on that. Definitely uh, uh, inspired by, I think. Yeah, but she before she goes, she does create create quite the progeny. I mean, she's I mean, this oh, is yeah, a spider we're talking birth. about. Yeah. Well, we mentioned Shelob already, obviously. She is a child, whether it's a direct child of or or just descendant of Ungolion. She she had offspring and she ate some of them too. <laughs> yeah, I mean what, being you know, the hungry bitch the, that she the is. slow ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the slower ones, I'm sure. And uh I mean I would I would speculate that they were probably all over the place in Beleriand, which is another concept yes. we should uh, <laughs> explain in another video. Yeah, but Beleriand basically was a part of Middle Earth at a certain point. It, the, it wasn't. Middle Earth was bigger before the Valar stepped in and fought Morgoth, Correct. basically. And the, a yeah. whole bunch of it just got rearranged and sunk into the ocean and all that. Yeah. So Thanks it was a sort lot, Bulmo. Yeah, it was sort of a different world before the Second Age. Um, yeah, it sure was. But, uh, the, you know, there's a lot more. It was bigger. There's a lot more forests and everything. So I would speculate that there was um, evil spiders in dark places all over the place. But in yeah, likely. in the Third Age, in Lord of the Rings, uh, I think they're pretty much it. all in uh, uh, Mirkwood, Mirkwood at yeah. this point. Yeah, you'll remember the giant spiders of Mirkwood in The Hobbit. Uh, where they were a lot easier to kill than Uncle, or, yeah, well, I or, but uh, I meant Shelob, yeah. Uh, because you know, the door, I mean, Frodo uses Sting and kills her. Sam can't quite kill Shelob with Sting, but uh, we know that Sting kills the spiders in Mirkwood as well as they get killed by the rocks getting thrown at them, too. Yeah, which makes me think that. We were sort of briefly discussing before the episode, but uh, it said that Sheila is a child of Ungolia. It makes me think she actually is a direct child because she's so much more powerful. Yeah, I think that's uh, probably true. And uh, she was also likely one of the smaller spiders who was also quick (laughs) uh, that her children of Ungolia because she didn't get herself eaten. Uh, So imagine she's one of the smaller children of a goliant I yeah. just, that that's uh that's that's just a uh yes uh of mine just but. just something i'd rather not think about too much <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh yeah the other ones i would guess are i mean they could even be some of them shelob's children but uh yeah that's possible too they're yeah. they're uh further probably descended, farther down the line or just didn't get as much of her power um yeah so that's why you know that's why they can talk i would get i mean although we know some animals can talk so who knows but uh yeah but evil spiders can all talk uh we don't know we don't hear shelob talk but i have to imagine that she'd be capable of it if she had a mind well yeah because uh bilbo hears them when he puts on the ring right yeah yeah bilbo can can understand the spiders when he puts on his ring in in mirkwood yeah when they've captured i wonder what would have happened if frodo put on the ring he probably could have, or Sam. Yeah, they might have. They might have understand the uh, instead understood, understood, understood Shelob. Yeah, I mean, also they would have just been immediately descended on by Nazgul. And, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they were was, they were right next to Mordor at that point. That would have been a very bad place and time. It, it would have been yeah. game over. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, um, yeah. So the the spiders in Mirkwood were, uh, you know, also creepy, but they're just not. Is threatening, which is sort they're of in least, line. Yeah, they're easier to kill. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's sort of yeah. in line with a lot of the the stuff in the Hobbit, where it's just a it certainly would be less powerful. Yeah, just than, a smaller scale of uh, yeah. threats and adventures. But similarly, Indeed. I mean, it's certainly a creepy situation. Everybody, oh yeah, up, and they all would have died if uh, Bilbo yeah, wasn't not... there to save their asses. That's right, Bilbo the hero. <laughs> So, but, uh, yeah, I think that's it for what we got for spiders, really, right? Unless you have anything well, else. Well, I've got, I've got a sponsorship I think I got lined up. And I think is it's this a new perfect. Mad Men of the West segment? It is. We've got a Mad hey. Men of the West. <laughs> uh, 
So I think you're... That's a weird... There's got... I don't know. I don't remember the theme song of Mad Men, but uh, uh, we could probably steal that without repercussions right <laughs> uh maybe fair use i'm not sure yeah, yeah who knows? But, <laughs> i'm not sure so i probably I'm won't thinking do it with all these spiders uh you know even if it's just shelob that's eight legs right yeah which is plenty and you know if we're covering the hobbit in these uh you know remakes and adaptations uh or why leave it out? That's a, that's a lot of legs up in those trees. So I'm thinking we talked to... This is a big one. I don't know if we've gone this big before, but I think we talked to Nike about getting an Air Force One sponsorship. <laughs> For all eight, uh, eight <laughs> yes, just, the end of those legs. On yeah, I want to see Shelob. It helps them jump. <laughs> eight sweet kicks on those legs. and they don't even have to be the same you know oh yeah she could have you can four different pairs of air force ones <laughs> it's true yeah you know they just but came out with with a movie about it oh yeah they did a movie about nike there's a lot of movies coming out that i think are just commercials for things yeah i mean that's <laughs> i mean like sort of like queen uh, the yeah, Queen exactly. documentary was just a commercial for to like listen to Queen's music. Yeah, exactly. It felt more like uh, that than an actual movie. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The Nike commercial, even BlackBerry to a degree. Even though who's buying a BlackBerry these days? Yeah, I, I guess that's a weird. Wait, they're making a BlackBerry movie? <laughs> yeah, the guy who plays Dennis on It's Always Sunny is starring in it. <laughs> oh, that's so funny, actually. And he's bald. It's very strange. It's a weird, we, we, weird weird preview i saw i can't wait to watch that in like four years and still be weirded out by it but i mean if <laughs> anyway. that's all true then that means we could easily slip in here with I a mean, with an yeah. air force one sponsorship and i, I would just love what's that well i was just thinking though like how is she gonna pump up her sneakers if she's wearing all all eight of her feet have sneakers on them how is she gonna pump them up because that's really where the power of the sneaker, <laughs> the, the basketball sneaker comes from. <laughs> maybe she just has like a sort of a cadre of orc, uh, oh, like <laughs> shoe pumpers. And then I would just love I'm, to I'm see her, <laughs> you know, when uh, when Sam comes out into that clearing sort of thing and, yeah. and fights her. With the star glass, if she yeah. sort of just like jumps out, and there's just an excessive amount of uh, like basketball sneaker noise, <laughs> it's just and she's just sort of she's like cr- yeah, she's crossing them up, and uh, <laughs> she's doing fakes, yeah, yeah, faking left and right. <laughs> she's like dribbling a ball of uh, of her own spider silk. That's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and they're playing uh, Aaron Carter's "The Day I Beat Shaq" or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, um, did he did he die recently? Aaron Carter, yeah, like a I think he did a year right? year That's ago, weird. maybe. Yeah, weird. Yeah, sad. Um, yeah, which is I guess a good note for us to end on. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, Aaron Carter. <laughs> You were clearly a troubled young man, and I'm uh, sorry for what happened to you. <laughs> yes, uh, th- thanks for bringing us out on a. Uh, but well, so you've teed me up for uh, uh, with a nice low note here. Yeah, I sure did. So yeah, I guess I it's my turn to come up with a fun fact. Uh, no, it's your turn to tell us your fun fact that you recently uh, come up with the. <laughs> uh, I I produced the research. Uh, okay, this is, here's an actual fun fact. Um, uh, so Tolkien. Wow, you are not fun fact about Tolkien. <laughs> is he as a linguistics professor and a philologist? Tolkien mm-hmm. was the first ever recorded man to use. Uh, emojis he used to he used to put little smiley faces and eggplants and stuff in (laughs) his letters if you look back at there's a whole book of his letters um yeah compiled uh, yeah 
uh, and it, he signs many, if not all, most or all of them, with uh, a lot Whitney of emojis. Fan, right? Yeah, that was one yeah, of his favorites for sure. I think his idea for the Tengwar originally was just emojis. Yeah, it was sort of like a wingdings. <laughs> <laughs> Tokyo is a big fan of about wingdings, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah For for those of us who aren't. Ah, I mean, like, there's probably a scary number of people. Okay, let's not say a number of people, but a percentage of people who would listen to this that just have no idea what wing things are. But yeah, yeah get a, on Microsoft a, Word. Yeah, yo. it's a font on Microsoft doing? Word. Yeah, play around and with the token. fonts. Have the fun of using Word. Yeah, I, I, if there was a Tengwar font, you know, I'd be. We'd we'd be exclusively writing to each other you, in that font. I you definitely can download. Uh, oh, that yeah, Tengwar keyboard true. for your phone. Oh, it definitely, I know for sure you can. I don't know how you to do it, but I know. I know <laughs> okay, that I is something. Of course, you would know that. Yeah, this guy's got beautiful Tengwar. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, uh, with that, I would say. With that being said, yeah. And I also want to say something we should be adding, I think, into the episodes that if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, <laughs> that you can yeah. email the podcast and uh, we can address it in, in an episode. Uh, you just have to email us at a Lord of the Wrongs podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's where you that's, can reach us. Hopefully, right. with positivity. But also uh, negativity. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? I mean, if we're entertained enough by your hate mail, we'll read it. <laughs> yeah. True. But if you have nice things to say, we really do like compliments as well. Yeah, so, you can keep the hate mail private and then keep the, the positivity public. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine with that. Indeed. Uh, right. So with that... So- with that note, with that being said, uh, yeah, uh, join us on the next episode of the Lord of the Wrongs podcast. We've had a blast, and uh, well, hopefully, you'll be listening in next time. Namaste, friends. Namaste.